and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. What up, everybody? It is another Monday night. It is March 14th, 2022, and you've tuned into the Drive-In Speaker Box. We're going to be talking to you about movies. We're going to be talking about Hollywood stuff, news, obituaries, trailers, reviews, and all that kind of stuff. I'm always your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. And I am Slick Doggy the Grip. And shout outs. We got another uh, resub there from thanks, Vince. Was that Vince? Yeah, yeah. thanks, man. Um, but yeah, if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, wherever you subscribe to podcasts, be it Spotify or tuned in or whatever, you can always watch the live stream. You can check us out on our Facebook, our Twitch, or our YouTube, where we record this live every Monday night, Central Standard Time. And you can get along in the chat with everybody that's already in there. Uh, shout outs to Sam, shout outs to Tony over on YouTube, and uh, events over on Twitch already tuned in in the chat right there so thanks for joining us um uh, i just saw in the chat uh sam says r.i.p scott hall did scott hall die uh yeah it was announced um earlier that he was going to be taken off of life support uh he had multiple heart attacks following a surgery where a blood clot got loose uh, and was on life support, and uh, Kevin Nash had posted about how they were going to take him off once his family arrived. Razor uh, for Ramon them to do that. So, yep, uh, the bad guy, uh, oh, Mr. Toothpick, passed away. Today. You know, I I know you've heard this story. I don't know if the 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 viewers or listeners have heard this story, but the time that I had breakfast at like 3 a.m. with the NWO mm-hmm. at a Waffle House. Um, it was uh, it was it was pretty wild. We were I was I was with my uncle at the time, and we were at uh, Pleasure Island, which is like I don't know if it's still there. It probably is like one of those Disney sort of nightclub portions, like Disney World for uh, grownups that drink alcohol. And um, I was I was like eighteen, so I could only do so much stuff. You know, I was kind of sitting outside while my uncle was doing the fun things. And anyway, at the end of the night, we were going back to where we were staying, and um, it was way outside of town because we couldn't afford to stay close to the park. And we're like, "Oh yeah, let's let's stop at this Waffle House." And the and the and the, and the uh, glass was all fogged up, you know. And we walk in, and the only people that were in there was the NWO. And we're talking like Buff Bagwell, we're talking Scott Hall. Kevin Nash, like the, the just you know all of them that were in there being straight up douchebags to the short order cook too. And who's the really 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 big guy? Uh, Norton Scott Norton. Um, you're the wrestling guy. That's uh, I don't I haven't man I don't know. Anyway, he had like the, just plates of bacon, plates of eggs, plates of pancakes, all just for him. He was sitting at a table by himself because he had so many plates. They were all spread out because they you know ate so much. It was pretty weird, and uh, you know uh, we were we were the only only ones in there with him, and um, you know we didn't want to be like those guys. Really, like, can we get your autograph, sir? Um, but you should yeah. have at least like 
wolf packed it wolf up packed or something. Yeah, well, well, it was weird. It was a weird time. It was it was fun. I mean, we did you know chat with them obviously because we're the only other people that weren't wrestlers in the uh, in the place. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, weird weird times. Um, but also uh, speaking of people that we lost, like uh, I don't know if you guys heard about William Hurt. Mm-hmm. William Hurt, man, this guy. Um, Wow, I was not expecting that one. I mean, 71, he was getting on up there. Hmm. Um, but just talk about a dude that has been in literally everything. Like, you know, everything. He's in tons of MCU movies. He's been I think he he's probably been in as many MCU movies as uh Robert Downey Jr. if not more cuz he was Thunderbolt Ross there from the Incredible Hulk forward. Replacing mm-hmm. Sam Elliott, uh, who is in hot water right now, mm-hmm. uh, seems like. But um, yeah, that's probably where uh, a lot of people have seen him. He looked, he didn't look bad, like in Black Widow, like anything was wrong. But I guess it was a couple of years old now, um, more than most movies. Tyler says William Hurt was his favorite Duke Leto growing up. Um, you know, he, William Hurt's been in so many just iconic roles. Um, I really liked him in Dark City. Um, and you know, a lot of people remember him from Lost in Space. That was a big, yeah, Hollywood. I remember him as Dr. Robinson in Lost in Space. Yeah. You know, he has been, he has just been in all of these movies, you know, a, a, an amazing career played in all sorts of, he's always kind of a hard ass. Like he plays a really good hard ass. Uh, but wow. You know, um, I, yeah, William Hurt, he's just, you always know he's going to be a, a, a stickler for details. Like when this guy, you're like, all right, he's not going to let any anybody slip past him. No, no funny business on William Hurt's watch. But um, it's yeah, it's sad. It's sad when we lose people that have been you know so impactful with their with their character, uh, all the characters that they've played in all these different movies, and it just kind of makes you. Uh, Kind of makes you uh, aware of your own mortality, I guess. And uh, have you seen all the memes that are, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with with not with William Hurt, but just like getting old? Like the Wilford Brimley was fifty years old when he was in Cocoon, which is the oh, same yeah. age as like Paul Rudd now. And you know, uh, Tom Cruise was fifty six when he was in the last like Mission Impossible. But Will Wheaton posted like a month or two ago about how he was on his birthday. He was the same age as Patrick Stewart was while they were filming next gen and you look at patrick Stewart, you're like well that's an old dude yeah and then uh you know uh friggin well, wesley crusher there are some of those dudes like walter Matthau and patrick stewart and just uh, old forever just you know they pop out of the womb looking old and they're just granddads for for eternity um so yeah it's always i'm trying to think of any other other actors i can think of that just as long as i can remember they've been old looking um Steve Martin's had white hair since the 70s. Well, yeah. Steve Martin's always had the white hair. Uh, Danny Trejo's always looked like life has dealt him one, like, since he was the... Well, because it did. He came from prison. He he did. He he was just on set as an advisor, like Arlie Army, and they're like, you want to be in the movies? Yeah, he was like a boxing advisor or something, because he was a prison boxer. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's, you know, some of of those people, they just, they're... they're, And and William Hurt kind of had this iconic look uh, about him for most of his career too, just being like this straight-laced son of a bitch, and um, yeah, gonna gonna miss old Willem Willem Hurt, um, pouring one out for for you, buddy. Um, 
But later in the show, we we, we did see some movies that we're going to talk about. Um, we both watched the Adam Project, which mm-hmm. is the new the new uh, film. It was Sundance and Netflix partnership. There, yeah. uh, we're going to be talking about that later in the show. And I also got a chance to see Belfast. Belfast was, you know, of course, um, uh, Academy Award nominated film that. Uh, Kenneth Branagh wrote, directed, produced, and uh, it got like a small release. I think that they put it back out in like 500 something theaters right now. Because you know, right around Oscar, after they've made all the Oscar announcements, some of these Oscar movies come back into theaters when there's not much else, and they go, "Oh, remember this? Like it was Academy Award nominated." They'll do like a series, and I think AMC is always pretty good about doing like an Academy Award series. Uh, so I'll be talking about that later in the show as well. But uh, but let's let's jump into some news. You got any? You got any news you want to talk about? What what happened? What happened the last week with 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 Jake? Uh, well, with me, uh, uh, quite a bit, really. Um, in fact, yesterday I uh, traveled around, went to a local uh, a, a, a touristy hotspot, cool place, and uh, got myself engaged. What? Yep. What? Yep. What, did you go to Eureka? Yep. Good grief. How about it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I'm, I'm just now finding about this live on the air. Sorry, dog. In front of, yeah, I thought we were friends, it bro. It needed to be genuine, bro. It needed what? to be genuine. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, congrats, yeah. I guess. <laughs> like, well, does that mean you're not going to be on the show anymore? Because you're going to no, be like dude. a married dude. You're no, always going to be like, sorry, bro. i got to like sweep the porch. <laughs> um, no, I'll still be. I'll still be here. I got to have Slate Doggy on the show. You can't not. Yeah, I, I know how that goes, though. I've had friends that get married and they're just like, no, dude, nothing's going to change at all, ever, dude. Like, we're just going to still be the same homies. It's just we won't ever see each other for the rest of eternity. And, uh,. I'm going to be sad. No, you know me, man. That'd be cool. That's why hey, you're not going to Texas Pinball Festival. No, it's not. That that's because I'm broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because well, I'm broke. Sounds to me like you, if you're too broke, if, you, if you're broke enough to not be able to go TPF, marriage is expensive. Yeah, it turns so. out going to be. Um, yeah. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, Sam said he can sing uh, at the wedding. So, Ash, there we go. We got a uh, wedding singer planned out. Got my boy maybe can DJ or something. But... I am a, a, an ordained minister in the Church of the Flag yeah, yeah. Spaghetti Monster. So, so that um, is the uh, that's the changes that have been made in the script and screenplay of my life. Oh, there she is. <laughs> no, right on, right oh, on. now see, she's trying to get rid of me already. So yeah, they're in Twitch. Afix trying to pawn me off already. Um, but yeah, so in movies, outside yeah, in movie of outside news. of the outside of the screenplay that is my life, that took a turn on the toge of life there. Uh, there was a new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. There was. Which, see, that's why I had to, because she loves Star Wars. And well, they were talking about stuff and video games, how Darth so. Maul was supposed to be a part of this show. Well, because Darth Maul, they brought back in uh, old concepts, like the Star Wars Concepts comic book, and that's where they first gave him his mechanical legs, and he came, the whole, the whole one-shot story mm-hmm. was Darth Maul showed up on Tatooine, fought Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan killed him again. Uh, and then everyone's like, well, that's a pretty cool idea. And then 10 years later... They're like, well, let's put him in the uh, Clone Wars cartoons. And uh, they brought him back and everything like that. So I'm sure that it's a series. It's going to be a series. It's going to be a series. There's plenty of room for Darth Maul to show up. And you know how Disney likes to hold on to their secrets and and everything like that. And milk it for every ounce that it's worth. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I think there's plenty of space 
for uh, Darth Maul to show up and get ganked by Obi Wan. Just revenge mm-hmm. of this of the Jedi. But the whole thing is too. They took like a uh, they're they're making it line up with um, Jedi Last Order, Lost Order, uh, where there's all these Sith hunters that go after Jedi and stuff. And their whole thing is they're just gonna start hacking up. Uh, citizens of Tatooine and it's like Tatooine's on the outer rim it's a planet that doesn't matter it's not part of the empire I like how it's a planet that doesn't matter and yet everything takes place there because it's cheap to film in the desert right and uh, but they're like yo no Tatooine man Boba Fett's there Luke Skywalker's there Obi-Wan's there Darth Maul's there we're gonna go back there like you remember Cantina and Jawas we're gonna go do the thing it's all Tatooine baby like in classic Star Wars lore Tatooine does not matter which is exactly why it was weird that Anakin was found there. It was uh, no one looked for Luke there. It's the whole thing. Tatooine doesn't matter, but apparently it's just the most important planet, planet ever in all of the Star Wars this galaxy. Is pod racing, dude? Adam says he's tired of Tatooine. <laughs> well, guess what, dude? If you're tired of Tatooine, uh, they just gave it a different name in Episode Seven, wherever Ray was from. Exactly the same yeah, they were planet. Like, they were like at Batooine. And Utini, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and then there was there was Salt Hoth, yeah, and it's like Salt Hoth was dumb. Come on, yeah, like so, and just give us another planet, like it's not full of Gungans. Um, yeah, I'm like, well, dude. The cool thing about uh, Naboo was it's the only planet in all of Star Wars that has more than one biosphere to it. Yeah, they're like, what if there were two? Types of planet thing on here, and they're like, "Oh, two oh, types geez. of environment. Do we have the water for that and land?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, water and Ooh. land. How about that?" And they're like, "Well, usually it's just one or the other, or maybe desert, snow. Who knows?" Uh, but it, all in all, it actually looks kind of cool compared mm. to what I've seen of uh, Mandalorian and Boba Fett because I never got on the uh, Mandalorian train like everyone else. And Star Wars. Now that's a franchise that hasn't been good since <laughs> oh before you were born. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, fun fact. Alec Guinness hated Star Wars. He did. Uh, uh, absolutely he, hated it. He was just like, mm, I don't know. But he, well, in the fun, there's interviews. You can you can watch the interviews that he was like, yeah, this looks like a stinker, but it also looks like it's going to make a lot of money. So I'm going to negotiate like two and a half points on the back of this movie. And the Guinness estate like became billionaires because mm-hmm. of it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Alec Guinness was was a smart man to take that role because he knew he knew money when he saw it. But he's like, <laughs> and then every interview he was like, "Star Wars, stupid. And I hate it. Doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you like it, but give me money." I and guess. that's what happened to. And like, then Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford was like, yeah. "Hey, <laughs> I like what he's doing over there. I want some of that, but also yeah. Star Wars is stupid." Yeah, um, but he's like, know. "Kill me in the next movie, or I'm not showing up." And they're like, "Oh, we can't do that." And he's like, "I don't, man. And I, mean, I, I hear the back. the sound of a yeah. check tearing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, "Wait a minute. All right, I can be in this." Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, you gotta you get the it's power of that dollar though. But yeah, the Obi Wan you show you know I have I have lost so much faith in Disney Plus Star Wars related content. You know that, that I'm just not even excited. I haven't even finished Mandalorian or not Mandalorian, but Book of Boba Fett or whatever the hell Mandalorian Light or proto because it's all it just turns into more mandalorian at the end of it right yes it's yeah just, but he's actually know. swinging around the dark saber or something i don't Whatever, know I, I, I got in late i just like how come we haven't gotten 
Just just do the expanded universe books. Just do those books that were all good, and we read them, and the Clone Wars, and the and the uh, what was his name, Grand Moff Tarkin, and like all mm. these dudes that are badass, and we already we already know about them. We want to see them. Um, why, 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 why don't we book a book? Isn't oh, I remember news came out a while back though. Uh, Hayden Christensen's supposed to come back as Darth Vader for Obi Wan. So even though it's not in the trailers, it was in the news months yeah. and months ago, and they thought we forgot. We're gonna see Darth Vader. Or, or we're gonna. I mean, see is he gonna be like Anakin Vader? We're gonna see. We're gonna see Christian. Well, he's gonna be in the suit though. He's gonna be completely Vadered out. I don't know. I, it, I feel like I feel like they're going to give it at least an opportunity to be memeable. Because um, that's that's what I, I called out in the Mandalorian show is they linger on scenes that they know are going to be memeable, like Baby Yoda scenes. They're like, oh yeah, we got to put this in because it'll go viral on the internet. And they got the you know everyone remembers the uh, Anakin and Padme meme, so they're like, we got to we got to we got to do something. We got to put him back in there so that we can go same. viral. And are you uh, talking to one where it's like, she, you mean this, right? And he's like. <laughs> yeah, and he's just yeah. doing the look because it's that's what it is, man. It's it's how can we make it viral? How can we get more subscribers? You know, how can we how can we um, just keep people's attention on this franchise for as long as possible? It's not necessarily about like how can we tell good stories that people are going to get like addicted to. They're like, how do we just keep them? How do we keep them just drinking the sauce? And uh, they got us hooked on the sauce, the the, the blue, yeah, the, the blue. Yeah, milk. I was about to say, yeah, the the walrus titty mm-hmm. milk. Ew. But uh, but yeah, that's that's a thing. Um, yeah, Disney money printer go burr. Um, <laughs> but uh, there there, I don't know if you you heard about this. Um, another alien movie looked like it's it's coming into the the corporate IP machine, getting cranked out. Um, the uh, but there this time it's being helmed by Fidi Alvarez from you know Don't Breathe and the Evil Dead remake fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, said it's supposed to be an original standalone movie, which. I think is already a oxymoron when you're doing, it's going to be an original standalone movie based on something that we've been copying and duplicating since the seventies. It's, that's impossible. You can't make an original standalone movie from something that's already had like six movies and a, several spinoffs. Anyway, uh, it says apparently Alvarez has pitched an idea to Ridley Scott years ago um, when that was back when Ridley Scott was still trying to consider the, uh, you, you remember the Neil Blomkamp alien, which that that got that got canned. I think that would have been amazing, uh, but that's definitely not happening. Um, but, you know, 20th Century Studios, which used to be 20th Century Fox, but is now 20th Century Disney, uh, is like, yo, dude, that's what Disney does. They're like, hey, hey, <laughs> Let's do that again and again and again. Yeah, but they've already again. they've already done that with Alien. And like <laughs> Sam, one of our viewers on Facebook said, Aliens is probably the only good one. Alien is classic and good, but Aliens is action packed and more fun, and I like I it a lot better. I think that they both exist together equally. They are both great movies in their own right. Yeah, but Alien. Aliens is like it has the Queen, and it has like. You know, it has Bill Paxton. You bitch. It's like, yeah. Game it, over, man. Yeah, it has like, everything cool. Yeah. And whenever you think Alien or Aliens, Aliens is the one you're thinking of. No, it's not at all. Yeah, it is. Most people aren't like, oh, the one in the spaceship that was really boring. That's no, that's the one I always think of. Where, really? Yeah. I always think I Aliens and like one. the power where loader. It comes out of the and, chest. It's like. <laughs> 
and they're like, don't touch that, don't inspect it with your face, and everybody always inspects it with their face, with their helmets off. They're like, oh, we shouldn't go into this room with all these life yeah, forms. You don't get to see the put true our face on it. The true evil of Wayland Yutani in the first one. Well, that's because Paul Reiser is like, you know, such the, a turd. He comes in, he's like, well, I'm corporate America, and here's mm-hmm. how this is going to work. That's what I'm saying, and, man. You get the power loader, you get the flamethrower, you get the queen, you get badass Ripley, or she's like. Hand me one of them you get guns. James Cameron. That's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> it's better. No, it's so I, good. I, they're both. One is a horror movie. One is an action movie. That They're different. But Well, they are different. That's what I'm saying. Alien is good. Aliens is the best one. Uh, everything after that, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a. Yeah. It, it kind of falls apart after the, the, after the second one. But this one's going straight to Hulu. And, you know, we're starting to see more and more of a trend of these big budget movies going straight to streaming services because the streaming world are in full effect they're trying to find how we're going to get these um viewers connected to their to their stream to their sauce and just like the movie we're going to be reviewing later in the show um you know the the atom project is a big budget it could have been in a theater it could have easily been in a theater um but you know instead netflix is like nah man we're going to throw all this money in here because we want to get people on netflix and I'm still trying to figure out in my mind where the where the you know how the budgets work on this, but um, but you know whatever, dude. I mean, I'm not the one. They don't release their numbers. You know, $10.99 a month. They must have that many. Oh, I mean, it's going wow. up. Netflix oh, yeah. is gonna be like twenty dollars by the end of the month. Well, all of them are gonna be like twenty bucks. Like no, that it, like there was a big message. Is like. Guess what, dude? Thanks for turning on Netflix. Uh, it's going to be $20 in two weeks. And I was like, say what? It is an arms race of inflation or inflationary proportions. Like, they've got us all locked, and they're just going to keep keep pushing us until we all fight back. And we can't because digital me- or physical media is gone. We've eliminated it. And now they're like, <laughs> just like I said they would. If you go back, wow. years back in Drive-In Speaker Box history, I predicted this. It's like, they're going to get rid of, they're going to make us hate physical media no because way, of dude. convenience. I'm still and waiting on that Lord of the Rings 4K set to go on sale even, cheap enough for me to get it. They're never going to do it. They're it exists. Like, yeah. it, it goes on sale once in a while, but it's like 80 yeah. bucks. I don't have $80 to spend on Lord of the Rings that I already own extended versions of. Uh, nope. One thing that's fun that I think Vince brought up, yeah, how Cameron pitched aliens, just walked into a room, wrote alien, and then put an S on the end, and they're like, sold. You got it, dude. I mean, he's James that's how That's how pitching used to work. It's just like <laughs> some, you know, uh, by the hip cowboy filmmakers, like, you know, aliens. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, yeah. Yeah, you got it, dude. Uh, and now they're like, the algorithms are calculating that there might be a trend online that says millennials between the ages of this and this, it's going to trend with this. And it's the Twitter sphere saying that this this particular character might resonate with this demographic. Just go full so HR Geiger this? with it, and everyone will be like, yeah, this is no, yeah, no. sold. Mm. We can't go H.R. Geiger because it's too phallic, and well, uh, uh, penis-headed monsters are are not trending right now. In fact, I think they're they're making people a little upset. So if we can back off the penis-headed, who uh, has like foreign series that have people full-blown having actual sexual intercourse on film? They can do H.R. Geiger alien stuff and make it weird and not get people to brunt. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Not um, Disney. So Blake on Facebook asked, what are our thoughts on the Halo series trailer coming on Paramount Plus? We've talked about it before. 
Master Chief looks cool, but the series looks like turds because they decided to go their own story route and forego all of the comics and novels and video games. And they're like, hey, we know this is vast and rich and all of the stories there laid out for us on the perfect interactive storyboard. Mm -hmm. Screw that. They have totally captured a fan base that's been working. For 20 years. Yeah. And they're like, forget it. No, we don't need any of it. It's just a dude in a suit, right? What do we say? What do we say, Vince? We got to shake it up. Yeah. Shake it up. So. I'm expecting that emoji at any any moment now. But y- <laughs> you know, the uh, shaking it up is just not. So, not Sam pointed out way. IMDb TV is free, but that's because it's owned by Amazon, mm-hmm. and Amazon mm-hmm. put commercials on there, and they're like, "Why make just money from people that subscribe when we can make money from commercials?" Which even if you have a Prime account, they have the things that are like free with ads on Prime. It's like so you pay for Prime and have to watch commercials. It's cable. It is cable. It's all going back, guys. I told you. I told you. And I told you. And I told you. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. You're like, I like it because it's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler then, said, I don't want to see his face. Thanks. Uh, probably in regards to Master Chief. No, dude. They're getting the full Stallone dread treatment. They're going to pull the where, helmet off. Where the helmet comes be- off. And it just, the whole fan base is like, it was fine <laughs> until that. Because I personally like the Stallone dread. Uh, I get that people if, were upset about the honestly, helmet, but everything else about it is perfect. I was it gonna, has Mega City. It has the Cursed Earth. It has the ABC robot from other 2000 AD. Snyder, but well, the, we, we go we go back and forth on this. But um, I mean, and it he, has Max von Sydow. You can look at our upper cam. We got where's Judge Dredd? He's he's right there. there. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the I think that that movie would have been an amazing dread if Stallone had just kept his freaking helmet on. It is an amazing dread, regardless of him. Taking I wonder if they could off. go CGI, just put supercut and just deep, deep fake deep the helmet fake back the helmet on, him. on him for the. Mm, okay, internet, I'm 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 doing a, a call to action. To and the then internet. all they have to do is uh, edit out like the four seconds of him kissing Hershey because that was the only other thing. They're like no judge on judge contact, right? So they just yeah. they they uh, they put the helmet on and they get rid of the uh, kiss with Hershey. And maybe a couple of Rob Snyder jokes. Oh, Hershey's kiss! I just and, thought about uh, that. And yeah, let's make a let's 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 just see CG if we can... Rob Snyder into the real Fergie, make him the king of the big stinky. There we go. Perfect we go. dread. Bring in Wobby the Wobot. Just make him Wobby the Wobot. Yeah, that would work. Uh, I'm the I'm the law. I'm the Sam asked if I've seen Guardians of Justice. No, I have not. So, okay, speaking of Guardians of Justice, I tried to watch this. I picked up, this is a new series on Netflix, um, very much a heavy-handed borrowing of the DC universe. It sucks that I pay, I'm going to pay $20 to have Netflix, because I haven't turned Netflix on in months until I was like, oh, the only movie coming out this week is on Netflix. Yeah. So. Well, uh, the Guardians of Justice, you know, you may have seen it starring Diamond Dallas Page of all things. Um, Color me interested. Well, okay. yeah, and he's not doing yoga for everyone. Oh. Um, Does he self high five? No, he 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 plays Batman, which is Night Bird or Night Hawk or Night Wing or not Night Wing because I can't say that he is Batman. Yes, he okay. plays a version of Batman, and this is this is like it's really in, in vogue right now for there to be kind of parodies. Like you know, now that uh, we're comfortable with the boys, we're comfortable with uh, Invincible, we're comfortable. You know, the Tick's been doing it since the '80s. They started, but it. some reason Amazon decided not to keep the Tick, despite how much we like it, and despite how Ben Edlin has been doing real life 
parody slash what if this was reality style comic book since the 80s uh, or late 80s, maybe early 90s if you want to get technical about it, uh, like 89, 90. But anyway, um, you know, this is like, okay, imagine if Superman killed himself and the Justice League were, you know, suspects. And this is basically this that was a storyline in, in Invincible. Um, you know, and, and now they're like, okay, blah, blah, blah. But the problem I have with this show is um, what was the um, what was the kung fu um, uh, movie that, that they made the, that was like a, a short and then they made the movie out of it? Kung Fury? Kung Fury, yes. Kung Fury. Um, so Kung Fury, you know, that was that like... That has the super sick David Hasselhoff But that was song. also 2015, and the, the short, I think, was even earlier than that, because um, the, the full-length movie came out in 2015, and I think the, the short came out in like 2012, or I don't have notes in front of me. But, you know, it was... Like, you think 10, 12 years ago, that... Neon lasers and a T Rex with the laser on it, and Thor and lightning, and all this, you know, crazy. It's like, how can we put a let's put a diaper on a robot that transforms into a building and call him like baby building Zilla? And <laughs> you know, it's like, how dumb can we make it and zany and wacky for wacky's sake? And that, like, that tracked about 12 years ago, but I feel like that bus has left with movies like Kung Fury, and they've kind of done it, and they, but like, Kung Fury was sick. Like, Triceracop, and it's like, yeah, yeah. It, w- it was sick. But and Hacker Man, yeah. who's still used in, like, multiple memes and commercials and stuff. I'm not disagreeing that Kung Fury wasn't awesome, but seeing someone, like, 10 years later basically cut and copy the formula of Kung mm-hmm. Fury and try and call it fresh, a fresh new experience... And that's what they're calling it. They're calling it an experience because it's like mixed media. There's some stop motion animation. There's uh, cartoon, you know, uh, hand drawn animation. There's you know live action. It's all kind of weaved into this this sort of over the top, you know, whatever. But it's I I don't know. It just feels very dated, and it's trying to be very fresh. And the acting is pretty pretty weak in a way that works in Kung Fury because we saw it 10 years ago when it was fresh. And now it feels a little bit stale. I haven't made it through the whole series because part of it was a little cringe for me. I'm just like, oh, gosh. You know, A, DDP being like, oh, baby. He's not the greatest actor. He's a cool dude and a great wrestler. Not a fantastic actor. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to get through it. Uh, but it's tough because I've seen DC parodies, I've seen Batman, you know, Superman analogies, which is funny. They don't do a whole lot of that with Marvel, but you know, there's always parodies of the Justice League. Mm. Um, but you know, yeah, like 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 Sam's kind of like when Atari released the 7800 in the late 80s. It's like you know, it feels feels a little a little a little late. Um, but I'm watching it. I think you probably dig it. It's got DDP. It's got Kung Fury vibes. Um, but I I think that you might agree with me. You're like, oh, on paper this sounds pretty dope. But then when you watch it, you're just like, okay, I feel like this joke is kind of ending and i don't know if i need to watch nine episodes of this yeah i think kung fury worked uh, there's even parts where kung fury falls apart because it's just too dumb and off the wall and doesn't and make like, a lot guess of sense what? here's laser nazis we but, resurrected the brain of adolf hitler and put him in a robot it's like dude I've yeah seen that and he a climbs lot. through the tv or the phone or whatever well, and they do this in 
Galaxy or Guardians of Justice too. Yeah, it's like, but oh, Kung Fury is short. It's like what, like fifty minutes or something? Yeah, it's, a it's very like short, an it's hour or less. Very short movie. Uh, super short movie. Um, but Kung Fury Two's coming out this year. Uh, it's been taking them forever. Uh, that's something that they've been working on since the success of the first movie. But uh, you got to have that Hasselhoff banger, like uh, Last Survivor, whatever that song is. True Survivor. Yeah, True Survivor. That mm-hmm. song slaps that song is the tits yeah, it uh, is yeah except it's for so hasselhoff good. like drunk eating a cheeseburger on the ground yelling at his <laughs> son is not the tits like that's really depressing no but that has nothing to do with that song i mean it has well it's david hasselhoff and i mean ooh, gosh you know how do you go from like being singing Michael. on top of the the berlin wall when it comes down and being king of germany because he's a super pop star uh david hasselhoff and baywatch to like Drunk out of his mind, eating a cheeseburger and yelling at you, his son. You try having Kit and then losing him and see what that does to your life and self-esteem. I mean, true life. Um, but, you know, uh, that's that's so far my feelings on Guardians of Justice. I will I will check back. I'm going to I'm going to make my way through it. I promise you I will. Uh, but my initial my initial reaction, like uh, I just sat down. I was like I had I had a bowl of vegetables because I'm trying to eat healthy and i'm just like all right here we go let's do it and uh i don't know it just it just wasn't feeling for well, me well you know what else was new uh something that is uh, a lot of fun and also nostalgia sonic 2 got a new trailer out. i didn't I see it this. was released today okay tell me about it so what you happened? get to see a lot more of knuckles and robotnik Okay. Uh, you get to see uh, more stuff that's all Sonic-y, you know, uh, more things about the rings and, and running and fighting and being Sonic and having tails. And uh, the movie poster is a copy of the cover of Sonic 2 Genesis game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything about it looks to be just as good as the first one. And I'm getting more and more excited about Sonic, which is now being released April 8th. It's coming up. Uh, coming so it's coming up pretty quick. Uh, and I'm actually super excited about it because the first one ended up being pretty good. It turned out being better than we and thought it, it was going like, to be. It's like, they're like, hey, this is a franchise that already has a fan base. What if we gave them things that they were into? Because the fan base was first, like, they weren't. hey, you're, you're really messing this up. We're not going to give you any Pl- money. And they go, don't. ooh, ooh. Spend money to fix this. And don't stab us in the wallet. We need that money. We want your money. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, But speaking of new releases, let's go ahead and talk about what's coming out in theaters this weekend. There is a handful of movies coming out. Not all are going to be completely wide uh, released throughout the entirety of the U.S., but um, there are a handful of movies coming out that are pretty interesting. One we've been talking about for a while uh, from director Guy Ritchie is his new kind of return to the formulaic Guy Ritchie sort of action, you know, super quick cut, uh, snap, zoom, pan, scan, you know, insanity that he does. Uh, It's Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre, and it has Jason Statham, Carrie Ells, Josh Hartnett, Aubrey Plaza. Um, Looks fun, looks silly, looks Guy Ritchie, looks like an ensemble cast. It has all, uh, all, uh, what's his face? Hugh Grant as like the... Like a rough and tough dude. Dude, Hugh Grant, like, you know, say what you will about Hugh Grant. Like, he, every, he, he, I feel like Hugh Grant pulled a Daniel Radcliffe, like in the in the in the mid '90s, late '90s, where it was. What was that movie? It was um, he, uh, it was like a, a Notting Hill, I think, was that movie, and it was like a romantic comedy, and he became like the the end all be all of romantic comedy dudes yeah, for like hey, a hard second. But if you go back and look at some of his early career and some of his late career, you go back to like look at movies like Lair of the White Worm, which is a super trip, and I highly recommend. 
recommend it on Halloween. It's a stupid ass movie, but it's a really fun watch because you're like, oh shit, that's Hugh Grant. And uh, you go and look at movies like this where he's playing like kind of a, a bad guy, you know, kind of a, a, a you know a, a, a bit of a ruffian, if, if you will, a ne'er do well. Um, I think he's more suited for these roles, like especially when you get older and you can't be a, a, a sexy heartthrob, kind of like Antonio Banderas in Uncharted. It's like there's a point in your life where you can't keep being the sex symbol, so you be the old sex symbol that is now evil. You know, well, he, that was the Antonio Banderas <laughs> in uh, uh, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard too. Yeah, it's bad. Is a bad guy. Ooh. You're more like Gunther from Gunther and the Sunshine Girls. No, I mean, Ooh, you touch my tra la la. Tra la la. No, I want a supercut. Any any anybody out there that wants to do it because I don't want to do it. I want a supercut <laughs> of Antonio Banderas in movies where he, he goes before he says something. Oh man, that's a good half hour of Desperado. Yeah, just by itself, Desperado and Spy Kids. Oh, everything. And we're like yeah. an interview with a vampire where he touches the like flame and goes. <sighs> <laughs> no, I just feel like Robert Rodriguez, whenever he's directing uh, Antonio Banderas, is like, hey, do that thing that I like. I think that's what this scene needs. And, and Antonio Banderas is like, man, I don't know. I really felt that last take. I think it was good. Like my my scene partner feels like it was good. And they're like, yeah, A plus. I, I really felt that. And, and Robert Rodriguez no, is like. No, throw it out. No, no. Uh, do the thing that I like. Can you just take a deep breath real quick <laughs> for me? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So good. But anyway, um uh, I think this is I think this is going to be fun. I mean, I don't know. It spells fun. Mm. Uh I you know, or guy the opposite guy, feels no, about it. Guy Ritchie has he has the capability to make fun movies. Look at his and, last couple of movies. What was that one that had Colin Farrell where he was like some gangster guy that beat up people in delis and it had guy like 20 Ritchie, famous people af- and after aladdin that, after the king arthur movie guy Ritchie lost his way right he got or an aladdin like aladdin the king and, arthur movie was cool if it wasn't if called it wasn't king, king arthur, arthur. Yeah. exactly and then guy Ritchie's just been i think he's just been pulled away from projects that he wants to do and you know uh he's i think this this looks like it could be a return to form you know i mean even the original sherlock holmes was actually pretty damn good the second one not so much and he kind of spiraled out of control but um I, you know i think I, I i have high hopes for this i mean Dude, Carrie Elves is great. Josh Hartnett is great. Jason Statham is Jason Statham. And, you know, he, he just one last paycheck. I'm going to do this thing one more time for you. For you, guy. He said, he said Josh Hartnett's great. And then you're like, Jason Statham. Josh Hartnett always looks like he opened the oven and it was way too hot. And he's like, <laughs> his face always looks like, he's, yeah, he's like baking cookies and he left them in. It's too hot. And he's but, like. But Jason Statham, you know, I mean, he's he always plays Jason Statham. He's like, I'm going to be this hard, hard-nosed guy that's really good at this this shit, right? And I'm going to do one more if thing. It, hey, if one it works, man, if it works. I'm going to be I'm gonna be in that Dungeons & Dragons movie one more time, but I'm going to have a set of skills. I'm going to do one more job. And uh, I'm going to be in Fast and Furious doing one more job. I'm going to be in that movie about Robin Banks. One more job. It's just one more job. Jason Statham. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be in that movie where my... My heart runs on batteries and drugs one more time. Just one. One more time. And then another time. And then maybe one more time after that. But this is the last job. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing the Jason Statham voice, even though I'm not great at it. It's fun. Uh, but then that's coming out. Also, um, 
from director Ty West. You may have seen the trailer. It's just called X. Uh, it looks like kind of a 1970s slasher sexploitation film. It's a group of young filmmakers going out to this uh, rural Texas farm where it's kind of like a don't mess with a farmer's daughter sort of tale gone wrong. And uh, looks creepy. It does look really creepy. And and Ty West, you know, uh, if you don't know Ty West, there there is a a list of horror movies that I really, really like that I, you know that I think are just fantastic, well-made modern horror. Because a lot of modern horror, I think, either tries to rely too much on gore or too much on jump scares or just it doesn't really elicit fear and excitement. But Ty West is responsible for one of those movies on my list, and it's The House of the Devil. If you've never seen House of the Devil, it's a 2009 movie that he directed. I mean, he also did VHS in 2012. A lot of people like that one. That's not my big favorite, but The House of the Devil is a phenomenal movie uh, if you're into horror. And this movie... It stylistically looks good. It looks creepy. It's 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 calling back to exploitation films of the uh, late seventies, early eighties. Um, it's it's got all the tr- the trimmings, all the fixings of uh, what that sort of genre brought to the table back in that time period. And there is an interesting sort of hypothesis, if you will, of what makes good horror movies. And you know, stripping things down to a time period where there's less connectivity, where there's more isolation, where you know, like there's a reason a lot of horror movies. It's like you go into a, oh, there's no cell phone, there's no electricity, there's oh, what's going? Because you need that isolation like it's not as scary to be alive anymore i mean texas that new texas chainsaw massacre though he hops on that bus and there's like 50 people and they're like but it wasn't scary it was funny that was was like that dude said cancels and he's gonna get sawed in three and it's like you know it was more of a comedy than it was like oh shit this is terrifying um, but I think that this movie looks like it could be terrifying because, I mean, you know, this is something that I also say a lot about film and especially exploitation film is Southern culture is like the last safe haven that we can make fun of and, you know, sort of villainize and turn into a bad guy. Like we can we can make fun of a guy that lives on a farm and rape pigs and talks like yes and i'm gonna go do all this because it's it's acceptable to sort of like point our fingers as them as other in a in a time where it's not acceptable to say this group of people is bad but for whatever reason it's still acceptable to go southerners are dumb they're inbred they're racist murder idiot what and 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 we all accept it we're all like we do not all accept it because as a southerner no i do not yeah Yeah. it's not my favorite thing either because i i show your seals show your seals and you can you know especially like la and new york they you know they it's it's a weird thing it's a you know it's the last it's the last group of 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 people we can just really just throw under the bus and everyone's like yeah fuck them and every uh, time you meet someone from la and new york in the film industry that comes here they're like oh you guys have bathrooms here (laughs) dude did i ever tell you the story about one time i was working on a i was working on a set and uh i was doing i was a unit sound right 
and uh, the, the I had a vehicle uh, uh, at the time that could could hold several people, and they were like, "Hey, will you go pick up the 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 the, the crew that's flying in from L.A.?" It was a, a DP, a director, and a producer, and they're like, "Can you go pick them up from the airport and give them a ride back to their hotel?" Right? And I was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem, whatever." And they didn't know that I was actually on the crew anything more than just a dude that was picking them up from the airport, right? And um, oh, Vince said I did tell us. Well, you've also been watching the show for years um but anyway they were talking so much mad shit on us about like oh how stupid this place was and how everyone's dumb and they couldn't believe that their their yoga session got double booked and there's no restaurants and everybody eats bad food and nobody knows how to do shit and uh yeah and then i show up on set the next day and they're all like oh god he hurt us um but and, and 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 the funny thing is at the end of the story uh, they actually screwed up big time on the on set and tried to throw a Southerners under the bus. And uh, somebody on set who is really good and took good logs was like, actually, no, it was these guys. And uh, yeah, those, those are L.A. people. They're not. They, they don't. They don't know that yeah. we're cool in the South. <coughs> Sam points out one of the biggest rednecks he's ever met is from Seattle. So yeah, they're from all over, man. Not just here. That's what is it? it, David? David Cross, I think, did a skit a long time ago. He's from Alabama. Right, David Cross. Yeah, yeah, it could be. But he does a, a on one of his old albums. He does a, a a bit about the redneck voice, where it's just like, "Hey, man, dang old Anchorage, Alaska, man. We, this is how we talk up here, man. Dang old, dang old uh, Portland, Oregon, man. This is how we talk down here. No, man, Birmingham, Alabama. This is how we talk down here. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is how we talk up here. Like the redneck voice is uh, everywhere, man. Roswell, Georgia. Roswell yeah, I knew it was from somewhere. Uh, but X coming out. Director Ty West. That's coming out this week. And also uh, two more that are well, actually three more. I want to get well. I have four more I want to get through really quick. Uh, Jeez, guy, three, four, five more. Because uh, we get we got fifteen minutes to review two movies, so I'm gonna get through it. Uma uh, with Sandra O oh, uh, looks pretty cool, kind of a K horror style. Yeah, um, it looks creepy too. Very spooky. If you have not seen the train trailer for this, Sandra O like oh. body possession. Oh yeah, ghost. Oh yeah, old and, country ghost. And uh, Asian ghost stories are phenomenally fun if you guys aren't familiar with uh i mean speaking of chinese ghost story google that movie that movie's fantastic like and anything k-horror like k-horror invented a whole cool genre like uh you know everybody knows ring and uh what was it uh jinro and those are ring is japanese japanese i'm just talking about that that whole the asian horror like ghost story like there's there's a lot of movies out there that are really badass the host that's Mm. k-horror um there's there's a lot of cool ones also coming out the outfit i've seen too many trailers for this i'm kind of sick of it uh director graham moore it's about this this taylor um outwitting a dangerous group of mobsters uh in one night you've probably seen the trailer um and then there's a jujitsu kaisen movie if you're uh can can we get the weeb emoji in the chat here (laughs) weeb um, it's a pretty good show. I've watched season one. Uh, it's uh, it's about Yutada Okuso. He's a it's high schooler, gains control of an extremely powerful demon, a cursed spirit. And uh, anyway, it's like a very long episode. We're starting to don't make, give me that look. As what do you what kind? <laughs> we we. How about you show me your shirt here? There. Well, dude, this initial D that's totally different. That's totally different. Plus, my girlfriend gave it to me. It's a nice it's, shirt. I yeah, like it's it. totally weeb. And then also coming out from uh, Christian gave it to me. Director uh, Christopher Lydon. It's uh, Alice, which kind of looks like. A little bit of M Night Shyamalan meets, um, you know, black exploitation films of the it's, late seventies. It's like The Village, but but meets Foxy Brown. Yeah, and uh, so it's a, the, the the story. It actually looks pretty interesting. The story is this this. Um, uh, 
African-American female. She's, she's been held captive on this plantation, and it looks like very much plantation life, you know, like southern Georgia and picking cotton, and you're wearing the dress, and you live in the slaves' quarters, and it's like terrible and awful, and all of a sudden she's trying to escape, and then she hits an interstate highway, and she's like, wait a minute, and Common picks her up, and he's like a truck driver or whatever, and you're like, uh, what? And she can't read and write, and it's like she was transplanted in a place in time, and this dude had just had this plantation set up in the middle of nowhere, and he was keeping slaves, like, and it was really weird, and so she goes, and it, it's like 1976 when uh, this really happens, and so she goes full-on Foxy Brown or coffee or whatever, you know, that it just you take Pam Greer like any one of her early roles and just put this in here and it's just like yo this afro coming at you with a, with a pistol and we're getting revenge and it looks pretty fun uh, honestly I I, I really want to kind of see this it looks it looks great because I'm a big fan of that genre of film you know in early days of um, uh, driving speaker box I would always celebrate that that genre when, when people were like oh you probably shouldn't do that but now we've all learned hey it's actually a pretty pretty awesome important genre of movies that, that propelled a, 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 a very a very big change in filmmaking at that time uh, granted some of the movies are not as tasteful as they could have been but very important genre uh, but that's coming out as well a lot of stuff a lot of stuff um, yeah, McLean asked the village. Yeah, sorry about the spoiler alert, man. <laughs> it's like sorry about that Shyamalan spoiler that everyone knows about. Yeah, if you've never if you've never seen that, uh, but that's what's coming out in theaters this week. All right, let's get into the movie review time. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through Belfast really quick. Yeah, just older be, movie, just yeah. because it's been out for a while. Um, it was a, cat, a, a nominated for seven Academy Awards. That's why it's getting kind of a small re-release. It's in about 560 theaters nationwide. Written, directed, produced, Kenneth Branagh. Um, a little bit of an autobiographical, not necessarily like strict autobiographical, but based on his experiences growing up in the uh, late 1960s in Belfast when all of that, you know, sort of Catholic Protestant, like, um, you know, turmoil was going on in in that part of the world. Uh, movies mostly in black and white, except for scenes of cinema and theater, which I thought were pretty cool because it's like the only time he really gets to escape and have these powers. Powerful images and powerful memories. It's just about his family, you know. It's this movie is not a complicated movie. It's not a complex movie. Um, it's not a feel bad movie. It's not a feel good movie. It's not necessarily trying to say, you know, uh, this group was right or this group was wrong. It's kind of a snapshot of not necessarily a coming of age story. It feels like it's gonna be, but it's just a snapshot of a period in time of which. This character, uh, Buddy, he's the youngest child in this family, uh, just existing in a very unusual place in history where, you know, the life was supposedly trying to be normal. Um, you know, there wasn't any big world war, but there was a lot of just turmoil going on in these streets. There was people fighting each other. There was a lot of vandalism, and they they had to like live this normal life with with barricades and bunkers. But it wasn't such a global thing that they you know were afraid of like air raids and stuff. It was just a very unusual time, and um, just kind of the delicacy or the de the not delicacy the delicateness of just family relations in a time of strife and it is just a really interesting character study um you know you've got amazing performances from judy dench and uh Siren hines you've got uh, the the this up-and-comer jude hill he's the he plays the the kid buddy uh and just 
steals the show a la, say, the the kid that was in Jojo Rabbit, where you just, just kind of want to keep watching this kid do whatever he wants to do. And thanks, Vince. And, um... You know, it, it's not a long movie. It's that perfect, that perfect runtime, about 80, 90 minutes, 89, 90 minutes. Just you, you, you just get sucked into this family, and you know, you see a lot of yourself. You, you know, you can empathize. Like everybody has family drama. There's, you know, relationship drama between the mom and the dad, and there's the grandparents that live nearby, and just the whole, you know, money problems, and him having bullies, and dealing with all this stuff. But also, there is this ever-present sort of uh, world problem that's always knocking at their door, living their life in constraint, and it's, um, it's, it's, and, and it's fueled by a really cool soundtrack, uh, and it, it, it's kind of hard to describe because the movie's not really about anything, it's just about this family, hmm. you know, and, and in a way that just resonates with Probably anybody that watches it. It, 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 you know, I'm not, I, I don't think this movie, just because it's like black and white and blah, 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 is that an art film? I think anybody could sit and enjoy this film because it just has a lot of heart. You know, and Kenneth Branagh is is, is a, 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 a great storyteller. Um, you know, he can do everything from up your own ass Shakespeare to, you know, uh, Harry Potter and everything in between. But, um, and then of course the, the Agatha Christie, there was a little Agatha Christie nod, uh, in this film as well. But, uh, but just, just a cool, fun, feel good. Um, I don't know if it's worth best picture or anything. I think it's definitely a great movie. It's up against, oh, well, all the movies because that's how the Academy Award works now. They're like, well, we don't want anybody mad at us, so everybody's a nominee. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think if you have a chance to see this movie, don't let the fact that it's in black and white make you feel like it's going to be super up its own ass. It's not. It's it's a fun watch. And um, it's it's the kind of movie I think more should be made more. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't want to go too far into it because we got other movies to talk about. But there you go, Belfast. If you live here, you can check it out. It's in our AMC. Word up. What are we going to talk about now? We got to talk about Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Let's do it. Adam Project. Go. Go. Uh, man, I don't know. Am, am I starting this off? Yeah, man. It's just, okay. I've been talking uh, a bunch. You go. Yeah, it's just... Is there really anything to talk about with this movie? Uh, it's not anything special or new or exciting or fun. It's, Do you know how long it, this movie's been in development, though? Uh, Since if you tell 2012. me. 2012. Oh, I feel really bad. Tom Cruise was supposed to star in it. Oh, that mm-hmm. would have been... Mm-hmm. That would have been... As, as Adam? Yes. Oh, that would have been good. It was a long, long time ago. I would have... Yeah, I would have liked that. Um... It's. It felt like Zathura. If you've ever watched Zathura, the whole, the time travel thing, and it's like a kids movie, but it's trying to put some sort of mature element out there. And the whole thing about it is cherish family relationships because you don't know when you're going to lose somebody and how it's going to affect you or them. Uh, so the whole thing is centered around the family relationships that Adam has and develops and loses uh, in the past and the present and the future, the present being 2022, his future being 2050, his past being 2018. Mm -hmm. 
and just straight up peeling every MCU celebrity from the sticker book that we all love. Well, and it's, yeah, and I mean, and it's nothing but, like, little Ryan Reynolds nods. Uh, so you get, like, the the lines from his movies. Uh, you get scenes from his movies, stickers of, like, Deadpool on the chest and things like that. Um, I, I mean, he was a producer on it, uh, so, uh, and a star. But... And the director that he was just in with Free Guy. So is that you know, the one that did Sean, it? Sean yeah. Levy did this one. Uh, so it, it, it checks out. Yeah. I mean, it was a real, it felt like a kid's movie the whole time, but then they would throw something out there that was like a maybe not for kids. Uh, but it was definitely like a, um, a kid movie. And I mean, it's a big. It was a big budget movie. I mean, you got you got some big names. You got yeah, Jennifer Garner. Names, you got but... Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, you got Zoe Saldana. You've got. Um, I mean, you've just you've got, you've got a lot of people. You've got. Uh, um, I don't know what the Catherine difference... Keener. I couldn't stand her de aging. Oh, it looks so like, bad. It looked so bad. It looked so bad. Um, but it did, what's the difference between this and that movie about like the robot dog that the kids find, oh, or yeah. uh, Zathura, or any of those like kids action movies where it's like, oh, it's up to the kids. I'm to save responsible the for saving space time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and 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 my thing with this movie is it's fun. It's like uh, as, as it? Johnny Dalton says over on YouTube, he says, "Is this a comfort food film?" I mean, no. kind of. It's a movie you could have running in the background if you're making dinner. Simply like, a background movie, and the whole thing about time travel and stuff—they skip over every bit of it. the whole time travel and space, like near space travel and mm-hmm. and time travel. They're just like, eh. Well, I like how fast, like, technology escalates from 2018 to 2050. Like, that's not a long time, guys. It's, like, not even our life. That's not even half of our lifetimes. And, you know, they've got, like, super soldiers and and laser jets that can maneuver somehow, like, Fast and the Furious cars and go invisible. And, like, it's pretty pretty ridiculous in some of these senses. But, you know, it's it's a popcorn movie. It's an action movie. The thing that that drives me nuts... uh, Adam says the ending was interesting for a kid movie, which yeah, you know, the, the, I don't want to spoil it. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just the the whole point of the movie is like, look at all the action, but here's the real message. But there's there's some heart. There's there's right. catch that needs to be played and some feelings. But my deal is Ryan Reynolds. I like Ryan Reynolds. I think he's a funny guy. I've liked his career thus far, but he is becoming too much of an institution to where Ryan Reynolds being in a movie means something. Like you know what the movie's going to be like. It's going to just be oh the the this epic mouth, and it's going to be all these one-liners and all these just side-cracking jokey jokes and and you know uh, perfectly scripted and delivered like you know. Uh, Razzies, and then it's like, okay, I can handle that to a point. But guess what? What are we gonna do? Let's give him a second one. Let's have a mini Ryan Reynolds that also has a mouth and all this kind of stuff. And it's like that kind of wore on me a little bit. Mm. Like, you know, one Ryan Reynolds is enough for me in a movie. I didn't need a miniature version of Ryan Reynolds. Also, like forcibly trying to because Ryan Reynolds is special in the sense that nobody can really deliver quirk like he can he has his own special brand of it that's why he's so famous but now you have this other kid trying to emulate orion reynolds and it just oh there's a behind the scenes where they're sitting in a car together and the kid is quoting the entire deadpool 2 movie for like five minutes Ugh, that sounds painful to watch yeah, so he uh he studied to be 
uh, and I th- exactly as that. Adam and Johnny say, I think I think it is possible for us to get too much of one flavor, and you know, um, it can be argued about any huge, big blockbuster star that becomes sort of typecast and. Typecasting is dangerous because you know you you lose your range. Like Ryan Reynolds actually can act. He's been in some good movies that aren't just this like fast talking. But they don't you know, make dollar bills. They don't make dollar bills, and it it drives me nuts. Like I can't remember what's the name. What's the name of that movie where he's um is it buried alive or whatever uh, uh, where he's he's literally buried alive. I don't know, uh, I can't remember the name of that movie, and I'm not going to look it up, but, um, you know, there's a lot of movies where he's not just being like, hey, yo, here's a joke, and boy, you smell, and oh, did you think about that before you left the house, and blah, 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 you know, and just doing all this word vomit, buried, thank you, Vince, um, he's not doing all of this just word vomit, you know, he's cast in the new Dragon's Lair movie, the new Clue movie, and you can already tell where that's going to go, you know, Deadpool 3, it's just going to be Deadpool in Dragon's Lair and Clue, like, what, Clue, what, there's going to be a new Clue movie, is it going to be like the old one, who's going to be Tim Curry? Probably Ryan Reynolds, um, you know, because, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is a different flavor of, I mean, who can talk fast and and crass and saucy like Tim Curry? Well, it's going to be Ryan Reynolds. He's probably going to be the butler. Hmm. It makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was kind of my biggest, my biggest problem with this movie is um, I, I could have done with a lot less Ryan Reynolds one-lining comedy. Um, but, you know... Uh, I, I didn't like the part where they, they tried to give explanations to the time travel, but didn't give him at all. So they're like, uh, the dad, physics, <laughs> math. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo, you remember him as a brilliant scientist in the and, MCU that's also the Hulk, so we're going to inject that exact same character yeah. into here. And then every time they're just like, what if it got more intense for no reason? They're like, oh, it's in a dodecahedron spherical diamond. Collider. A hard drive thing that's impenetrable in this super underground safe base water thing. And you're like, what? And they're like, oh, yeah, you can. You yeah, can don't just... get me started on the end of this movie <laughs> where they're like, this movie's all about like, yo, physics. If you understood physics, you'd understand. So we're not going to explain physics to you. And it's like, oh, we're in a whole room full of magnetism, and the person like that's holding a gun full of metal somehow can hold this gun full of metal until this last moment where, oh, I guess it just decides that it's realizes it's magnetic at the last perfect moment. Like, get out of here with that shit. Follow the rules of the world of what you create. Like, just, uh, if you're going to be like, physics, 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 uh, the answer was physics the whole time. And it's like, well, if the answer was physics the whole time, her fingers would have ripped off because she couldn't <laughs> have held on to a thing full of metal. And, um, uh, grr. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was as fun as you thought it was. That's kind of how I was throughout the whole movie. I was just like, grr. Yeah. It wasn't that. Yeah. Bad. I didn't think it was that bad. It was. It was. I was. I was also m- making food, and I was cooking dinner and watching it. And I, I you know, I'm a guy that will pause. Like I want to see everything. But this one, I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure I can. <laughs> I almost walk did. Up and- At like the the lid of the trunk, I was like, oh, what all stickers were on there? I saw the Deadpool and something else. I almost like rewound and paused it to look at him. I was like, I don't care. No. I, I honestly don't care. Doesn't matter. There was, so there was a lot of that movie where I'm like, wait, what? And then I go, I don't care. I'm Mm-mm-mm. like. Yeah, it was less interesting than any other spaceman time travel movie thing I've ever watched, you know. Just watch Edge of Tomorrow. Like, that's a good one. Yeah. With Tom Cruise. If it would have had Tom Cruise, that's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. 
But anyway. That's the better clone movie. Time loop yeah. movie. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Adam Project, it's the new Netflix film. I mean, this movie could have been in theaters, and I think it probably would have made quite a bit of money in theaters, honestly. Um, you know, with with a little bit of exception of that 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 CGI de-aging from Catherine Keener. Like, that was just, that was just very, ugh, very bad to watch. But, uh, but anyway, you can check it out in uh, Belfast. Again, you can check that out if it's playing near you. Um, and then that's that's pretty much our show. I don't even think we have a whole lot of time to go through the box office. Uh, I'll tell you, Batman, Batman and Uncharted were, were, were number one and number two, uh, making more money. Batman made another $66.5 million in its six, uh, second week in release, so $239 million at the box office. So uh, and K-pop the movie K-pop BTS came in number man three what BTS bring in six point eight million dollars. Uh, it's only in eight hundred theaters, but a pretty good average per theater. And I would uh, hate to be working in those theaters just hearing BTS like just young blasting. girls screaming. Everybody yeah. likes BTS. Uh, it's so weird. It is weird, but. I'm here for it. But anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. That's going to be it for us. Uh, we'll be back next week, same time, same channel, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. If you want to catch us on that Facebook, that Twitch, or that YouTube to check it out live and participate in the in the live chat over here. Or just like and subscribe over where you get your podcasts. Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, whatever, whatever. You do that thing. And, uh, yeah, any 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 parting words before I, I, I click, like, the ending music and do all that stuff? Um, uh, no, that's it for me, man. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Take care. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. We'll be back next week. Later, y'all. <laughs>